0: Hello, this is Cherry Agarwal from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, July 17th and the Supreme Court passed an interim order on petitions filed by 15 rebel MLAs from Karnataka. Yes, I am referring to the political crisis in Karnataka that is threatening the Janata Dal Secular and Congress government. The court has asked Karnataka House Speaker K.R. Ramesh Kumar to decide on the resignations of the legislators within an appropriate time frame. Yet, the court refrained from laying down any particular time frame. The top court also added that the MLAs cannot be compelled to participate in assembly proceedings till a decision is taken. On larger issues of constitutional law pertaining to the case, the court stated that the questions could be answered at a later stage. It held that at this stage it was necessary to maintain, quote-unquote, the constitutional balance and the conflicting and competing rights put before them. In this vein, the court stated, quote, The competing claims have to be balanced by an appropriate interim order, which, according to us, should be to permit the Honourable Speaker of the House to decide on the request for resignations by the 15 members of the House within such time frame as the Honourable Speaker may consider appropriate, unquote. A trust vote is scheduled to be held in the Assembly tomorrow. The legislators had filed two petitions last week against the Speaker's delay in accepting their resignations. Last week, Ramesh Kumar had sought more time to go over the resignations. The first petition against Kumar was filed by 10 rebel MLAs, while another five had filed a plea later. One rebel MLA, Congress leader Ramalinga Reddy, is not party to the pleas in the top court. Meanwhile, Karnataka Bharatiya Janata Party President B.S. Yadhi hail the Supreme Court's interim ruling on the pleas as a victory of the constitution and democracy. Assam is reeling with floods. So far, at least 17 people have died due to the flooding. Apart from three districts, rest are submerged. According to Assam's State Disaster Management Authority, more than 45 lakh people, over 4,000 villages have been affected. And around 1 lakh people are taking refuge at 226 relief camps. The authorities have also stated that the Brahmaputra River was flowing above the danger level at Jorhat, Tespur, Kohati, Golpara and Dhubri. Yet, there's one item that residents must keep safe. It is their proofs of citizenship. Scroll.in reported that flood rescue workers have come across residents who are not ready to be evacuated until they have their documents safe in hand. The final National Register of Citizens will be published on July 31st. For nearly 42 lakh people who were excluded in earlier drafts, this is probably their last chance. The stated aim of the National Register of Citizens is to distinguish genuine Indian citizens from undocumented immigrants living in the state. Anyone who cannot prove that they or their ancestors entered Assam before midnight on March 24, 1971 will be declared a foreigner. Meanwhile, for the state reeling with flood, the centre has released 251 crore rupees. Chief Minister Sarbananda Sonowal's office tweeted, quote, A collaborative effort between central and state machinery, citizens and organizations is constantly providing relief to those affected. A grant in aid of 251 crore rupees towards central share of state disaster response fund has already been released, unquote. Sonowal and Jal Shakti Minister Gajendra Shekhawat also reviewed the flood situation in the state. The Chief Minister highlighted the need for, quote-unquote, greater scientific and technical collaborations to combat flood and erosion in the state. Cabinet Minister Himanta Biswa Sharma thanked Prime Minister Narendra Modi and Home Minister Amit Shah for promptly releasing the funds. He tweeted, quote, This shall immensely help in relief operations and mitigating sufferings of people affected by Assam floods. Unquote. Meanwhile, Union Home Minister Amit Shah told the Rajya Sabha that the National Register of Citizens will be extended to the entire country to identify undocumented immigrants. Samajwadi Party Chief Akhilesh Yadav has set up a 21-member committee to look into quote-unquote fake cases filed against Party MP Azam Khan. The panel will be headed by Ahmad Hassan, who is the leader of the opposition in the Legislative Council. The committee is scheduled to reach Rampur, Azam Khan's constituency, on July 20th. They are supposed to submit their findings to Yadav within three days. The party has claimed that these cases were filed only to harass Azam Khan. The Rampur Assembly segment has been Khan's bastion since 1980s. He was elected to the Lok Sabha for the first time this year from the Rampur Lok Sabha constituency. He was accused of forcibly taking away land from farmers to construct the Muhammad Ali Johar University between 2006 and 2016. During the said period, he was a minister in the Samajwadi Party-led state government. The Congress government in Rajasthan has decided to bring a law to curb mob lynching and honour killing. According to the Hindu, a bill is likely to be introduced during the ongoing budget session. The announcement was made by Chief Minister Ashok Gehlot yesterday expressing concerns over the rising incidents of mob lynching, Gehlot said, quote, Incidents like mob lynching disturb all. Someone is killed because of a misunderstanding, which is very disturbing. Religion should be kept out of this, unquote. Some members of the Bharatiya Janata Party protested this move and said it was pointless to bring any fresh law. BJP's Rajasthan Vice President Gyan Dev Ahuja said, quote, Already people who were involved in mob lynching cases are under arrest and the law is quite strong. There are several sections of the IPC and the CRPC to tackle cases of mob lynching and honour killing. We can't understand what weaknesses the chief minister sees in the present circumstances that he now needs to bring a new law." Rajasthan has witnessed several incidents of mob lynching in the past. The latest incident occurred on July 13th when a mob beat up a police constable who was trying to resolve a land dispute. In 2018, Ragbar Khan and his friend were transporting two cows through a forest area in Alwar district when a mob attacked them, suspecting that they were smuggling cows. While Khan's friend managed to escape, Khan died of his injuries while in police custody. The United States has announced sanctions against Myanmar army's commander-in-chief and three generals for their alleged role in the ethnic cleansing of Rohingya Muslims in the country. The sanctions bar them from entering the United States. According to reports, these steps are the strongest measures that the United States has taken in response to the killings of Rohingyas. The State Department said that it took the action after finding credible information about the commander's involvement in gross violations of human rights. One of the pieces of evidence cited by the US Secretary of State Mike Pompey for taking such action included a recent disclosure that Myanmar Army's Commander-in-Chief had ordered the release of soldiers convicted of extrajudicial killings during the alleged ethnic cleansing of Rohingya Muslims in 2017. Pompey said... Quote, the commander-in-chief released these criminals after only months in prison, while the journalists who told the world about these killings in Indin village were jailed for more than 500 days. Unquote. Two Reuters journalists were jailed for violating the Official Secrets Act and spent more than 16 months behind bars for covering the massacre of Rohingyas. They were released on May 6th. It takes a lot of courage for journalists to do such reports. Newslaundry would like to support journalists and bring to you important yet uncovered stories from the ground. For us to be able to do this, we need your support. Do consider subscribing to Newslaundry.com. Only your support can help journalism survive. I will leave you with a kick-ass recommendation from Newslaundry.com. This report was done by Rohan Kumar and is titled How Sudarshan News Added Communal Colour to Its Report on a Land Dispute. For us to be able to bring you such reports, we need your support. Media's independence needs your support. Because without it, news will die. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent